What is going on, guys? It is your boys, Delonte Downs and A. Oliver, back at you guys with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode. The Wizards actually get a win, and they get a win in Philadelphia, which is a rare occurrence for the Washington Wizards. Kyle Kuzma doing his thing. I mean, Rui Hachimura off the bench, Corey Kispert, Denny Abdiye. It was a team effort. This game was 100% a team effort, so Ed, let's get right into it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, guys? It is your boys, Deontay Daniels and Ed Oliver, back at you with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode. I want to thank you all for making Locked On Wizards your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Ed, I, I feel like it has been. We haven't been able to talk about a W in a long time, man. Uh, Wizards beat the 76ers. I know that comes as a surprise to a lot. I believe they were like 10-point underdogs coming into this game. So if you had faith and bet them on the spread or bet them on the money line at bet online, then you had a pretty good day. I think the money line was like plus 500, something like that. So, Ed, what was your main takeaways from this game? Um, energy and effort. We talked about that last night. We didn't see a lot of it throughout the game against the Bucks, and especially on a back-to-back. You know, guys came out and played hard. It looks like they took that loss to heart and came with some energy. I mean, Kyle Kuzma. Goodness, I mean, he's playing at a, the last 15, 20 games. He's played at an all-star level, in my opinion. Um, that clutch block at the end on Joel Embiid, who was torching us in the paint, um, that's huge. And he got the rebound and, and hit some very clutch shots, hit a clutch three at the end of the third quarter as well. Um, he just made game-winning plays, rebound the ball as well. So Kyle, 10 for 19 from the field, Kyle Kuzma was, you know, he, he's just – and he, he's emerging as a leader of the team too, mic'd up against the Bucks. As well, but my main takeaways from the game is, um, you know, we rebounded the ball really well. We out-rebounded the 76ers uh, 52 to 41, and we scored 50 points in the paint to their 44 as well. And we had 53 bench points as well. So the bench came in, came with some energy uh, from Rui to Denny to Corey Kisper hitting clutch free throws at the end. Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, he had a triple-double. Um, so I thought he distributed the ball well, but... Um, he had a rough shooting night, and sometimes he held onto the ball and jumped it a little too much. But in the clutch, he had a nice backdoor cut, finished, and we went up by two. So I thought we made some the necessary uh, game-winning plays. Corey Kessler being a rookie, stepping up and hitting some clutch free throws, getting stops when we when we needed it on Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. um, and not letting other guys hurt us too much. You know, so um, I thought I thought it was a team effort tonight. Um, once again, I, th- I thought Rui stepped up. Um, Got to the free throw line more than them. We got we got we have 19 free throws to the Sixers 13. And Montrose Harrell, man, he was huge down the clutch. That that push shot, two push shots in a row. Justin Kutcher said uh, the Anton Jameson shot. Those two push shots were huge um, down the stretch for the Washington Wizards. So I, I thought it was just a team effort, a way to bounce back. Um, you know, without Bradley Bill playing, you know, I think we're seven and four now without Bradley Bill or seven and three, if I'm not mistaken. So other guys stepping up while Bradley Bill's not playing and Thomas Bryant didn't play Daniel Gafford. I thought he I thought he gave some good minutes tonight as well. So I thought this was a good team effort win to bounce back off of a six game losing streak. Yeah, I think uh, they came out with great effort. I feel like uh, 
that they played hard from start to finish. And when you're on a six-game losing streak, that's all you really ask for is the guys to come out and play hard. And I appreciate that. I appreciate the fight. I know we've been complaining about lately as a fan base, the Wizards coming out playing like a day school, like they don't care, et cetera. But it is good to see them showing some fight here because I didn't expect them to win. Vegas didn't expect them to win. A lot of Wizards fans didn't expect them to win this game. So Kyle Kuzma, I mean, he he's carried the load. Really good job. I was really impressed with him. I think Rui Hachimura and Denny Avdia and Montrez Harrell, Corey Kispert as well. I think they continue to, you know, show sparks uh, and potential, specifically Corey Kispert and Rui Hachimura. I think they continue to show that potential, man. Rui Hachimura was impressive, and Corey Kispert was impressive as well. And this is the second game in a row that Montrez Harrell, you know, has closed it out late, and the opposition has had a struggle guarding him. You know, it happened with the Bucks. And it happened also with the um, Sixers tonight. So I'm just happy for the guys, man. I know they needed that. I know the fans needed that because it was getting bleak, man. And, yeah, you can scream, rebuild, rebuild all you want, but it's nice to get a win once in a while. Nobody wants to go in a six, seven-game losing streak, whether you're a a rebuilding team or not. Nobody wants to just have six, seven, eight-game losing streaks. So, I mean, Kyle Kuzma, very <laughs> impressive, man. That's 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 my main guy right there, man. Kyle Kuzma was just impressive. Yeah, he really was. And we're talking about trades. You know, there's rumors coming out every single day now about Spencer Dinwiddie. You know, him not getting along with Bradley Bill or getting reports from that on that. You know, every day, uh, Trez being on a trade block. But, um, you know, guys stepped up today. They, you know, blocked out all the noise. Spencer, you know, he's getting his trade value up if you want to talk about that. Um, and Kuzma, like you brought up, man, he he's 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 starting to be the heart and soul of the team right now. And we heard him on the mic up on TNT. And uh, also I got to give the team credit. I thought I thought we shot the ball well from the three-point line. Corey Kisper hit three threes. And we shot 40% from the three-point line. So that's something that we usually don't do. Um, so when we're knocking down threes and taking smart shots, because we didn't force a lot of threes, we took them when they were open, but we really tried to get to the basket. And defensively, we were good, too. We held them to 103 uh, points as well. So I thought just overall, and I thought Wes, Wes did a solid job. Um, some of the rotations were still a little off, in my opinion, but I, I thought just it was, it was just a good team win. They looked like a team that mm-hmm. had some chemistry tonight. That, that was something different, too. Yeah, and I think that's the most important thing. They look well playing together, you know, and I think another important thing is they actually shot the ball well from three. You know, rare good three-point shooting performance from the Wizards. They shot 40% from the three, which is really good for their typical three-point shooting performances. I mean, and that just helps the team out a lot when you're able to make threes. When you're able to do that, it helps out a lot. And I, I'm just happy. <laughs> I'm happy I can come on here and talk about a win. Um, I wanted to ask you, Daniel Gaffer, how did you feel about his performance? You yeah, got to start, was- you know, TV being out back in the starting lineup after pretty much getting DMPs for like the last two, three games. Yeah, it was it was definitely somewhat of a roller coaster. 
Mm-hmm. I thought he started off strong. He made two tough layups on Joel Embiid, but defensively, you know, he just has to stand his ground. He tried to take a charge like two times in a row, which, you know, you just, you know, Joel, Joel Embiid traveled at one point too. There was one travel call down the stretch that they didn't call. So Joel Embiid, he's, he's an MVP candidate, so he's going to get all the calls. Um, but I thought, you know, and he went for a couple of pump fakes like last year in the playoffs where Joel Embiid would do that mm-hmm. slow uh, three-pointer pump fake and then Gaffer would go up and, and jump and go for the pump fake. Um, so for a guy that hasn't played consistently in the last two or three games, I thought he did okay. Um, but I do see why Monsters Hero was the was the last big to finish because Trez was giving us more offensive uh, finishing around the rim and, you know, Trez was in jumpers. So, but I thought Gaffer played pretty – I thought he was solid for a guy that didn't play the last two games. Yeah, I think – I'm just – with Gaffer, I'm happy he got his minutes. Um, I think he played well offensively, especially the fouls. The fouls – I mean, that's going to happen with – that's going to happen with him. He had four fouls. But um, I think he played hard. I think he played hard as usual. He got some tough buckets out of the pick and roll. And it's just going to be tough. You know, he got 21 minutes tonight. It's going to be tough when TB comes back again. And who knows what's going to happen with the deadline. So there's been a couple guys who's, you know, played well lately. Montrez Harold and Spencer Dinwiddie with the triple-double. If you're looking for that showcase... You got two straight pretty good games for Montrez, and then you got the triple-double first career for Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean, some guys are being showcased right now. And then Daniel Gafford, I think I think he's still an important piece, man. I really do. And now can you say, are you sure he's a starter? I don't know. I'm not sure. For the Wizards, I think he's a starter. But, you know, for a team with a – decently sized big i don't know if he's a starter because strictly due to the fouling issues but i mean i I just love when he plays i think he helps the team out i think he helps the team defense so much i I really do um i mean they held the 76ers to 103 points today and the last couple games they gave up 112 and then they gave up 115 then they gave up 116 before that and 116 before that so this is like a rare low-scoring game that they're giving up. And I don't know if you can partially attribute that to Daniel Gaffer getting the start. But, I mean, Wolf, what do you think? Do you think that's partially a reason? I think that's part of the reason. I think it was more effort tonight. I thought they did a solid job doubling Joel and B in the basketball out of his hands. Um, so I just think the guards did a good job. Kuzma did a good job. Rui was rotating. Denny did a solid job on Tobias as well. Tobias did get his. Tobias got uh, 18 points, which is not a lot off of 17 shots. Joel and B was 11 for 27, so the shooting percentages weren't great. But I, I just thought they did. They gave more effort rotating. So uh, I thought Gafford did help. But I thought Trez actually, he tried. He tried. I thought he gave effort. I just think as a whole, they just had more energy. And I think that really helped. They got back on defense, too. Not a lot of fast break points given up. And we didn't really turn the ball over much to really hurt us and, and give the Sixers transi- transition buckets either. So I think Gafford did help, but I want to say really just it was just a team. We don't we don't get a lot of team efforts collectively, mm-hmm. so I think this was just a team effort. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think in order to win a game like this against a team like the Seventy Sixers, you have to be everybody has to be all in. But before we get into some more about the game, guys, I do have a message. 
for you all from our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game in a couple weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It is not just football. BetOnline has up to the minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. Also, guys, once again, I want to thank you all for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. The NBA trade deadline is Thursday, February 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern time, and the Locked On NBA podcast will be covering it live from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Join Kim Becker, John Corrales, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to get analysis of every blockbuster move. Subscribe to Locked On NBA YouTube and turn your notifications on so you know when they go live. And I want to ask you specifically about Spencer Dinwiddie. How do you feel about his performance tonight? I know his he didn't shoot well from the field, four for sixteen. But what would you say? What would you say he played? How would you say he played today? Um, some some people would compare it to uh, some of the point guard play we got last year, as far as like triple doubles and not shooting the ball well. Uh, but I, I thought, you know, he he did dribble the ball a little too much for my liking, like dribbling down to the shot clock and taking some ill-advised shots. Um, I thought he did try to get to the paint more than what he does usually. Um, but he was getting other guys involved. He did have 10 assists. He was rebounding the ball as well. Um, and he was moving He was moving well without the ball as uh, also, you know, cutting to the basket, mm-hmm. like the cut at the end to get it to 198 from Montrose Harold. That was a, that was a huge play from, from Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, he took a bad shot and I, I was like, man, we might have to sit Dinwiddie down because, you know, you look at the Bucks game, he took some ill-advised shots as well, you know, mm-hmm. dribbling to the end of the shot clock. And um, you just know how you can just kind of see that he's just not up to speed what he used to be pre-injury. And uh, he's not able to get past guys. So when he's dribbling the ball up, you know, he's just so slow. They're stopping him so quickly, and then he starts dribbling the ball to the end of the shot clock. But um, I thought he was okay, uh, 14 points, 10 assists, 12 rebounds. The, the numbers don't tell the full story, to be honest. Um, let me check out his plus minus. He was a plus four as well. So, you know, I actually mm-hmm. do take a little bit of stock in plus minus. But um, I think he did put his trade value up. And we, are, we all know the reports that have come out that he looks – like a shell of himself from Kevin O'Connor and also that teammates don't like him. Um, saying that him and there was a report that came out today. I want to say that it said him and Bradley Bill are not getting along either. So um, with all the rumors coming out and all the stuff coming out, I'm happy that he was able to block out the noise and, and just come out and hoop and just play. So I'm, I, I'm happy that he was able to contribute to it when didn't shoot the ball well, but he did other things. Yeah. I think, when you struggle to shoot <laughs> and you get the triple-double, naturally, I think the first thing people kind of look at is, oh, well, how efficient was he? It wasn't very efficient, but, you know, you can appreciate him getting on the boards. You can appreciate him facilitating the ball. Uh, you know, we know he he's more aggressive when Bradley Bill isn't out. So the 16 shots isn't a surprise, even when he's – struggling to put it in the basket. I mean, it's not like he took the most shots on the team. I think Kuzma was rightfully the person who took the most shots for the team. I think for Spencer, 
this was a good game in comparison to his struggles before and previously. It's better than the six-point performances, eight-point performances, etc. You know, I know personally he's happy with that triple-double versus career. It's not easy to do. I mean, my personal opinion, Tommy better get on them phones, man. The value's up right now. <laughs> the value is up on him. Um, also, I, 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 just, I talked to you about it before we got on. Davies Bertans, another DNP. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if he'll be here after the trade deadline. I think it'll be tough to get rid of him, especially now. You talk about guys getting showcased. He's not one of the guys being showcased right now. He's firmly on the bench, like not even not even touching the court at all, just on the bench. So do you just think the Wizards keep him by default because there's just no suitors and they don't want to add have to add anything, a player or some kind of pick to move Bertans? Yeah, that, that might be the case. Kind of like with Jan Mahimi, where you know he was barely playing and still got paid all that money. Jan missed a lot of games due to injuries, but I, I just feel like Davies, he's just it's tough to trade him mm-hmm. unless you do attach a pick or multiple second round picks or first round pick. It's just very hard to trade him more. Or you could try to do a three team tr- deal, adding other players. You would just it's not an easy thing. It's not like where we might be able to trade Trez for a pick. Mm-hmm. Um, or Dinwiddie for a couple of picks. It's just going to be tougher with Davies because you know he's a he has one NBA skill like what Sunso Junior has said before, which is three point shooting. He just doesn't really excel in anything. He's not a defensive stopper. He's not a three and D guy. He's just he's a three point specialist. That's what he is. So it's just it's just really tough. Um, I just don't see much trade value in Davies Bertans at the moment. Yeah, and I agree. I think he he'll be on the team by default. Um, because it's just hard to move 16 mil that just collects DMPs. It's hard to do um, unless you add a pick. Because remember Andrew Nicholson, in, in order to move him to the Nets where they got the Bogdanovich, they had to add the first-round pick, which ended up being Jared Allen, and we know how he's turned out. So it, it's it's interesting with Davies. Rightfully, I don't think he should be playing because he isn't shooting the ball well and he doesn't really do much else. So rightfully so, I think he – is firmly on the bench where he should be. But, man, I'm just surprised that these guys got the win. Surprised, but pleasantly surprised and happy. (laughs) I think the job they did on Joel Embiid, man, he's going to get his. He's going to get a lot of points. You know, he got 27, but I think they had a real concerted effort on early, especially early in the first half, because he ended the game in a – into the first half with single digits, I believe. No, maybe 11. Maybe he had 11 or something like that. But they were getting out there, double-teaming him, getting the ball out of his hands. Now he had six assists because naturally you're screaming at him with the double-team. Guys are going to be wide open to hit their threes, etc. But you got you to gotta live with that sometimes. You don't want Joel going off for 40 on you. So maybe right now the Wizards just got the 76ers number. I don't know. They, they, I thought maybe in D.C. when they beat them, it was because it was an early game, an okay day. I was like, maybe they caught the 76ers sleeping. But no, they got him again. Um, no bill, and they got him again. And do you think this is a, a – do you think this has anything to do with no bill? Because you already know online, on Twitter, people are going to be like, oh, they did this and no Bradley Bill. 
do you think this has anything to do with Brad not being there or not? I wouldn't say that, but you do have to be aware of it because you look at the record. I want to say we're six and three or seven and four without Bradley Bill. I don't think it's like a every everybody eats type situation with John Wall right. sat out a couple of games and everybody was a little crazy, like, oh my gosh, the Wizards are winning all these games without John Wall. I wouldn't say to that extent. Um, but yeah, they're they're just moving the ball. There was a couple of plays where Denny told um, Ruby to cut. He waved his hand. Ruby cut to the basket and made a layup. There was a time where Denny cut to the basket and made a layup. He just they just move better without the ball. They're not relying. They're not ball watching. Looking at Bradley Bill dribble the ball and go go ISO or point Bradley Bill. Other guys are stepping up and moving without the basketball playing. They, they just played as a cohesive unit. They're able to do that with Brad. They've done that a couple games with Brad. Not as much as you want, but. Um, and they talked about Kuzma said the other day he likes playing with Denny and Rui. That lineup together, they've been playing really, really well. And if you look at those guys, all those guys are six nine and they can defend and they can they all um are capable of you know playing off of each other and cutting to the basket. So I'm I'm very intrigued by that lineup too. They've been playing with Kuz, mm-hmm. Rui, and uh Denny playing together. Denny mm-hmm. was a plus eight tonight. So, I mean, he's he's been – every time he gets in, something positive has happened lately. He had eight points and nine boards, so I thought he played really well. He was 0 for 4 from the three-point line for the people listening from, from Israel. Um, but I thought he provided some good minutes. Rui provided some good minutes as well with 11 points and, and had a coast-to-coast layup as well. But, yeah, to answer your question, I wouldn't put too much stock into it, but I would mm-hmm. keep my eyes open about it. Yeah, and – I mean, I mainly don't look too much into it either because it's just one game. And granted, now if they would have beat the Bucks and then they would have beat the Sixers too, people would have been really going off. But I don't really look at it as much as, you know, just what it is. They got the dub. They got it done. They played a really good team game. Um, wasn't Bradley Bill playing when they beat the 76ers in D.C.? Wasn't he there? Yeah, that was the first time we had a full roster. Yeah, so – I don't really look at anything into that, really. I'm not screaming, oh, look how much better they are without Brad. Um, I think Kyle Kuzma, one thing I've been impressed with him, I feel like he's been doing a good job of showing, you know, his leadership. And I think you heard him mic'd up against the Bucks in the Bucks game. You heard him mic'd up. And at halftime, I believe, he said something along the lines of, you know, the team defense comes first, you know, defense first. He just sounds like a guy who gets it, you know, and, and after the Bucks game, he spoke about wanting to play with that Rui and Denny line, and he felt like those three could really be a good defensive trio. And Kyle Kuzma sounds like he knows the game. He sounds like he, you know, he has a good head on his shoulders. He's saying good things, man, and he gets it. Maybe it could be from just being around LeBron and absorbing all that knowledge. But I, I've been impressed outside of, you know, on the court things. I've liked what I've heard from Kyle Kuzma, honestly. So you talk about a potential rebuild, which I doubt is happening because Brad's going to be back. I'm sure I'm not due to reports, but I'm not so sure. But <laughs> if he does, if he does come back, I still like Kuz, man. I I don't think I want to see Kuz leave. I'm hundred percent with you. I'm hundred percent with you. And we can, we can get a little bit more into Kuz with the, Play the game, but before we get into that, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now possible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? 
and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need from rockauto.com. All right, D, so who was your player of the game? And extract, I think we all know who the player of the game was. Yeah, player of the game, I got to go with Kuz. Mm -hmm. Um, Kuzma did his thing tonight. He was balling. Four for six from three. 10 for 9 from the 19 from the field. Uh, surprisingly, no free throw attempts tonight, but seven rebounds to go with that. Three blocks, the big block on MB late. I mean, he did it all on both ends, the offensive end, and he did it on the defensive end as well. A very impressive game, man. I, I continue to be impressed with Kyle Kuzma. You know, I know he has some games where he struggles, but for the most part, I, I, I like what I've seen from him. I really have. Uh, X Factor. I'm going to go with Trez, man. Trez was just those, uh, would you say Kutcher called them the Antoine Jameson shots? Uh, yeah, those, they were clutch. He was clutch. You know, that's back-to-back games for him where he came in, you know, closed it out, and the opposition has just struggled to guard him. And he was big. He was big once again for the Wizards. Thankfully, this time they came out with the W, unlike against the Bucks. So X-Factor, I'll go Trez. Yeah, no, I agree with both. Um Kuz, there's no way he couldn't be the player of the game, especially with the game-winning block. And he had some huge threes down the stretch, some jumpers. Um, X-Factor for me was Trez as well. I mean, you could go with Dinwiddie because of the triple-double and he had the clutch layup, but Trez hit some tough push shots, the Anton Jamerson shots, like you said, and Kutcher said. And um, also, I thought, he, I thought he walled up towards the end um, and made some good passes, too. That good The the Trez layup was a pass from Montrose Harrell, so I thought he did some 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 big things tonight, and he was he showed some good leadership tonight too, amid all the trade rumors and all the stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really good, you know, to see from Montrose Harrell. Like you said, despite the trade rumor stuff, you just go out there and hoop. That's all you can really do is control what you can control, which is the product you put out on the court. So once again. That's all we have for you guys. The Wizards, they get a dub. And for the first time in a long time, we can end mm-hmm. this episode though with a dub, man. With a yeah. dub. But once again, guys, I'm going to thank you all for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now, for your next episode, make Locked On Bets your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. So, Ed, up next, I believe the Wizards have the Phoenix Suns. It does not get easier. You go from Giannis to Joel to Chris Paul and Devin Booker, and they're on a, what, 11-game win streak? Yeah. I feel like this is their, like, fifth 11-game win streak of the season. I feel like they've been on so many long win streaks this year. That Now, that's going to be a tough test. Uh, they're back in Cap 1 Arena. Uh, it'll be tough. That game is another tough one. We'll see if they can pull it out again. Yeah, it is. I mean, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, 
Uh, Mikael Bridges, DeAndre Eden, they're playing good ball. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be another test. It's gonna be a tough test. Yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. So, guys, once again, I want to thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen each and every day. Subscribe, YouTube, like, comment, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, five stars. And I want to thank you guys all for listening. Thank you guys. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Peace.